Hello, and welcome to the Watership Down podcast, episode 31, in which we will be looking at chapter 31, the story of Elekhera and the Black Rabbit of Inlay. In a way, it's a shame this episode didn't coincide with Halloween, as it would have been ideal for that time of year, including its element of remembrance at the end. But the first episode of October is close enough. Chapter 31 The Story of Elechera and the Black Rabbit of Inlay The opening quotation from the poem Prospice by Robert Browning is on the theme of almost looking forward to death as a way of facing it. The capitalised phrase Arch Fear seems to personify that which we, the living, are most afraid of. No prizes for guessing what that is. The quote is appropriate for a chapter in which the hero completely accepts that he is going to die. Dandelion begins the tale, we know from the previous chapter, in an awkward atmosphere, as Bigwick has demanded this tale is the one that is told, where the intention was to lighten the spirits of the group as they enter the wide patrol area of Ephrafa, and therefore hostile territory. But this is not Bigwig's concern. He is mentally preparing himself for his coming mission into Ephrafa on his own, during which he will face the real possibility of torture and death at the hands of other rabbits. It is easy to sympathise. The story seems to more or less be a sequel to the story of the King's Lettuce told in Chapter 15. Significantly, that story was also told while the group was in danger due to another warren, in that case, the Warren of the Snares. The story opens with the fairly predictable premise of King Darzin learning of how he was fooled into giving away his lettuces by Elechera and Rabscuttle. As ever in such conflict, there is an escalation, starting with the capture of Rabscuttle by Darzin after he gets lost in a mist during a raid on a rubbish pile. Interesting how such human artefacts form such a part of the rabbit mythical landscape. The rescue of Rabscuttle by means of a tunnel into the burrow he is being forced to dig, provokes Darzin into all-out war against Elechera's people. Arriving at the meadows of Fenlo, their attack on the burrows is easily repelled, so the conflict quickly settles into a siege, with Elechera and his people being starved below ground. There is much foreshadowing here, considering Bigwig's reasons for requesting this story. Firstly, it contrasts with life in Ephrafa, in which rabbits are kept below ground by other rabbits of their own moron. But secondly, and more obviously, it reflects the Ephrafen assault on Watership Down in the Great Patrol at the climax of the story. The similarity in tactics between the Ephrafens and the non-rabbit King Darzin, perhaps emphasising the unrabbit-like nature of the former's behaviour. Eventually, the siege drives Elechera to such despair that he cries to Frith, the great sun rabbit sun god, that he would drive a bargain with anyone just to save them. Even death itself. As soon as he says this, he knows what he must do. The nature of the Black Rabbit is explained by Adams at this point, as a part of the story. He is a rabbit who knows where the snares are and when the Allil are hunting. He makes rabbits throw their lives away and brings disease to others. He is no passive collector of those who are going to die anyway, 
he actively causes and desires rabbit death. This is not the civil servant death of Terry Pratchett's Discworld novels. He actively seeks the deaths of those over whom he has power. And when he calls for you, you have to go. Yet for all this, he is just a servant of Frith. He is the half of the equation that removes rabbits from the world, and rabbits only die by his will. This is the kind of rationalisation of death that religion provides in order to comfort those who have to face it. Interestingly, the gamekeeper's gibbet is mentioned as an example of what happens to Alil who kill rabbits when it is not the will of the black rabbit of Inlay. So it seems that human beings can also act as his agents. Elochera decides, in his desperation, to go to the black rabbit and offer him his life in exchange for those of his people or to take whatever opportunity offers itself in the doing so, even though there is no cheating the Black Rabbit. He knows he will not be coming back either way. So he decides to take Scuttle with him as a messenger. He asks his Owsler to attack King Darzin's troops so that they can get away. Some rabbits die in the resulting fighting, but Elachrera and Rabscuttle manage to get away. Their journey to the realm of the Black Rabbit is explained in mystical terms, as no one can know how it was undertaken. Eventually they come to a high place with no grass, in other words exactly the kind of place where no rabbit could remain alive for very long. It is a rainy, misty place, and the mist grows thicker as they move along the side of an increasingly overhanging cliff until at last they reach a burrow tunnelled into the rock itself. They are about to enter this tunnel when they realise that what they thought was part of the rock is actually the Black Rabbit of Inlay. At this point, the story is interrupted as Pipkin is finding it too frightening. Fiverr, who isn't frightened by the story, offers to take him away to feed. Bigwig insists that the story carries on with nothing left out. Elachrera and Rabscuttle panic and run into the tunnel, eventually finding themselves in a large stone burrow where the Black Rabbit is waiting for them as well as his ghostly Owsler. The Black Rabbit asks them what they are doing there, as they are alive. When Elachrera explains that he has come to trade his life for those of his people, the Black Rabbit replies with the speech delivered by Frith to Hazel in the 1978 film. There are no bargains to be had with him. Elachrera wonders if he might be able to trick the Black Rabbit into taking his life. The Black Rabbit makes it clear that they are his guests and offers to provide them food, but Elachrera knows that if they eat that food, his secret thoughts will become known. Are there any precedents for this in human myths? It sounds vaguely familiar. So the Black Rabbit offers to entertain them. This is actually the beginning of a process of physical and psychological torture designed to persuade Elachrera to leave that place. First, he dices with death, or at least the rabbit equivalent, in a game of bobstones. If he wins, the black rabbit agrees to take his life in exchange for those of his people. But of course, he loses. And the price of that loss is for the Owsler to take away his tail and whiskers painfully. The Black Rabbit makes it clear that despite this mutilation, they are free to leave at any time. Rabscuttle begs Elachrera to leave with him, 
but he refuses and tells him to collect plants with which to improvise a tail and whiskers, as well as to try and find some food. He stays awake while Rab Scuttle is gone, partly due to pain and fear, but mainly because he is considering what to do next. The next day they go to see the Black Rabbit again, as if nothing has happened. He repeats that they are free to go at any time. He does not want to make Elachrera suffer. I'm not sure I'm convinced. This is something that torturers always say in between tortures. He says that if they are going to stay, then they should both tell a story. Of course, this becomes a competition, with Elachrera proposing the same stakes as before, only this time he will pay with his ears. And of course, the tale the Black Rabbit tells is so terrible, worse even than this one, that Elachrera is struck dumb and cannot tell a story. This time he is mutilated while in a deep sleep, and when he wakes, his ears are gone. A weeping rabscuttle begs for them to leave, but Elachrera again refuses, telling him to fetch two dock leaves with which to replace his ears. Elachrera realises that the black rabbit's owsler can only hurt him with his consent and has no power to make him leave. He decides on a change of tactics. Exploring that terrible warren, he comes across a place guarded by Owsler, who try to turn him away with fear. But he is growing beyond fear. They explain that this is the place called the Pit, where all the diseases that afflict rabbits are kept, clearly thinking that this will persuade him to go. Interestingly, they refer to the Black Rabbit, their chief, as Inlay Ra. They point out in particular a nearby burrow in which is kept the white blindness, or myxomatosis. Without giving himself time to think, Elachrera jumps into that burrow in an attempt to catch the disease so he can take it back and infect King Darzin's troops. The Owsler can do nothing to remove him except with fear, which no longer works. He begins to make his way out of the warren while planning to send Rabscuttle ahead to warn of the plan, and is met by the Black Rabbit who delivers the final blow by pointing out that the white blindness is transmitted by fleas that live in Rabbit's ears, which Elachrera no longer has. Elachrera is finally defeated and knows it. His strength and courage fail him utterly. Which is when something unexpected happens. Perhaps because he has finally demonstrated his willingness to die for his people, the Black Rabbit does indeed strike a bargain. He acknowledges the courage of Elachrera, as well as the fact that he is a nuisance, and sends his terrible Owsler to frighten away the troops of King Darzin. So frightened are they that they are never seen again, which is why no one knows what they look like. And here the story enters a phase where the t passing of time becomes uncertain. We are told that the journey of Elachrera and Rabscuttle back to their own warren takes three months, during which they have adventures that are the basis of many other tales. Yet when they eventually arrive back, a theme emerges that is appropriate to the same time of year as Halloween in the country where Watership Down is set, one of remembrance for our war dead, our main commemoration of which takes place on the second Sunday in November. I'm recording this on 1st of October 2021, and soon the red poppy we use to commemorate our war dead will appear everywhere. To Richard Adams, who fought in the Second World War, this would have been very important.
For when Elacrera and Rabscuttle arrive back at the Warren, a lot of time seems to have passed, and it has culturally reached the point that our culture had at around the time Watership Down was written, one in which opposition to war had become an important feature of our culture. Adam's point seems a simple one. Opposition to war should not mean denigrating or belittling the suffering of those who fight in wars. It is simplistic to say that all wars serve no purpose, for though no war needs to be fought and all wars could be avoided, when faced by a genuinely deadly enemy who will not back down, what other choice is there? I wonder if he had had to listen to those who had benefited from the peace that came after World War II, belittle the efforts of those such as he who helped to bring it about. The warren that Elechrera and Rabscuttle arrive back at is larger than they remember. All the rabbits who fought King Darzin's troops are old, and the young rabbits of the warren know little of the fighting that took place and care even less. In fact, some of them view it with contempt. This is Elechrera's reward for his suffering. You could call it the price of peace. As Elechrera sits alone reflecting, he is joined by Lord Frith himself. Elechrera says he is not angry, but that someone who does not realise that a gift has made them safe is to be pitied as much as someone who suffers in giving them that gift. Speaking of gifts, Frith gives Elechrera a new tail, whiskers, and ears lit by a little starlight. Just as Frith is about to reward Rabscuttle as well, the story is interrupted by Pipkin, who has spotted a fox approaching them. And thus we are brought back to the real world of this novel, and a time of approaching war. Thank you, as ever, to John Ruths and also to Andrew Stevens for their notes on this chapter. Andrew's interest is in comparing Watership Down to the classics, which is of great interest. Next time, a fox is dealt with and an iron road is crossed. Mm-hmm.